0: Welcome to The Marvelous Miss Maisie. Uh, This week, we are on our third film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Iron Man 2. We are going back to Iron Man right away. Who needs new characters? Bang, bang, bang. Uh, What works, works. Or does it? We'll discuss. Uh, um, Maisie, Iron Man 2, uh, thoughts, expectations, uh uh, do what what were you thinking going into this 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 highly anticipated sequel to the first Iron Man film
1: all right Tim I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there for the folks at home here are my uh preconceptions or or my preconceived notions if you will for Iron Man 2 I was thinking you know like you said right off the bat we already have a sequel and uh I was expecting I was expecting it to be like, you know, our our kind of charming uh guy here, our charming uh, Tony Stark here doing kind of the same old shit different day. Uh I was I was looking forward to this one mainly because I just really I like have bad dreams about how much I hated the Hulk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have bad dreams? You just I was like oh Waking oh, up okay. like Lufa Lufa Rigna.
1: Continue to suck. It was just like, oh, let's have another Liv Tyler character, ruin everything.
0: <laughs> but yeah, okay. we got uh, we got Iron Man 2. So you were just expecting more of the same. I mean, there's not really much to ask about for expectations-wise. You cut you saw Iron Man 1. I guess where you think where were you thinking plot-wise it was gonna go? Because we
1: honestly go ahead.
0: No, I mean we we left off Tony Stark ending his uh the weapons manufacturing of his company. Where is he going to go from here? And putting yeah. potentially a team together, you know.
1: Yes. So, I mean, having been given the uh, the heads up tip that most of these movies, at least initially, are are uh, superhero versus same version of superhero but yes. bad but evil. Yes. I was yes. I was anticipating that, and I will say alongside the cast the cast made this movie fun to watch but otherwise I was like it's very very it like syncs up almost entirely plot wise with the first one. It's
0: super samey uh this movie's pretty consistently rated toward the bottom I think of most people's MCU lists uh and it's not that it's really bad I just think it's kind of forgettable and it's yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into it. We'll talk about it, but uh, boy, oh boy, was this like again the same villain? Like it's just yeah. he has Tony Stark's tech, but for whips, evil. that <laughs> evil whips. You know, it's the same thing on his chest. It's the same. It's it's the same technology. Uh, but if you want to, I will, say, uh, I will yeah. say as
1: as far as sequels go, I didn't think this one was like too bad compared to like when we've had a sequel like uh I uh, meet the parents too. Pretty horrible.
0: <laughs> I love that that's your example, by the way. <laughs> meet the fuckers. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, it's just kind of samey. It's again like I rewatched it. This is one of the ones that I, I have not seen a bunch of times. Uh, and I was kind of dreading looking into it. But there's there is some stuff to like in this. It does, like you said, the cast. We we got Sam Rockwell. We got we got Mickey Rourke. Uh, doing a, doing a hell of a job. We got ScarJo's introduction into the MCU, which we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, and we also
1: later. we have some product placement.
0: Oh uh, yeah, welcome to welcome to the wonderful world of uh, Marvel selling out a little bit.
1: Uh, yes. So gonna I, I'm see not a gonna... lot of
0: lo- a lot of car logos. Just the cars pulling right up to the camera so that you can see. Yeah.
1: And uh, I will say that uh, my first job out of college was at Oracle. So I'm, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that Uncle Larry didn't fund you know my lavish lifestyle, but uh, he didn't not for the six months that I could take working there as a business development consultant, which is just kind of a fancy way of saying I cold called small and medium-sized businesses in the DC area to see if they wanted to purchase software.
0: And did they?
1: And I left that job after six months, is <laughs> exactly. what I have to say about that.
0: Uh, before we dive into the plot, I do want to uh, make this a regular segment uh, where we briefly talk about the Stan Lee cameo that we got in this one, which was, it was, and it, it was Larry, he was Larry King, I think. Was that what the oh. joke was? Did you see oh, that like that was yeah. kind of a blink and you miss it kind of like the first Iron Man
1: yeah I think I actually did blink and I missed that one because I just... was so expecting the the soda the soda drink from the Incredible Hulk but uh... the Incredible
0: Hulk cameo is a good cameo yeah uh, in the in this one he it's it's much like the first one where it's like hey he kind of looks like Hugh Hefner in this one it's he kind of looks like Larry King so we'll say yeah. hey Larry King and then it's Stanley.
1: Here's the thing about Larry King is that often when I picture celebrities, sometimes I do think about them naked. And with uh, Larry King, even though he's naked, he is wearing suspenders.
0: It's just the suspenders. It's clipped, just the
1: suspenders. They're clipped
0: onto his, his hip bones and, yeah. just, and just pinching through the flesh. Like just and pinching he's like, Som some skin
1: down there. Yeah. Okay. And My cock probably...
0: at 11 o'clock.
1: <laughs> he is probably putting his thumbs through the suspenders and doing like a wee, wee, wee kind of thing.
0: You want to come over, sweetheart? We got a lot of news.
1: I got a lot of questions for you, pal. I got a lot
0: of questions for you. None of them are sexy. Uh, <laughs> Larry King. This is not a bad Larry King. I've never tried to do a Larry King impression <laughs> before. RIP, Larry King, rest in power. Larry King, rest in power, Stan Lee.
1: Rest Great. in power to the king, Larry. To the
0: king, Larry. <laughs> the king, comma, Larry. Uh, okay. But let's launch into the plot. Uh, let's, the talk you, you let's talk about this
1: movie.
0: talk about this movie. In Russia, the media covers Tony Stark's disclosure of his identity as Iron Man. Ivan Vanko, a uh, whose father, Anton Vanko, a former Stark Industries employee, has just died, sees this and begins building a miniature arc reactor similar to Stark's. Six months later, Stark is a superstar and uses his Iron Man suit for peaceful means, resisting government pressure to sell his designs. To continue the legacy of his father Howard, he reinstitutes the Stark Expo in New York City's Flushing Meadows Corona Park. So, yeah, first couple scenes of this movie, we, we, we immediately get an introduction into Ivan Vanko, who is played by Mickey Rourke. Uh, we love to see it we love to see mickey rourke Um, mickey rourke (laughs)
1: also is sporting quite the rachel haircut with some chunky (laughs) highlights it is and he's got these cool therapist glasses
0: rachel oh my god
1: sporting the rachel big time
0: i i gotta say he was he was probably uh, in, in watching this my favorite part of the movie like every time he came on i was like this is such a weird Weird. This is such a weird decision. All the choices, the character design choices, his, the way that he is pronouncing words. And, yeah. Oh, it's just it's a it's a fun little performance. And uh, I, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Even though it's a little mangled and samey, he was allowed to have a little bit of like fun with it. I yeah, like it my I like my villains. Fun. I like my villains foreign. I like my villains incomprehensible, and I like them looking like a leather. Rachel bag.
1: from France. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> if
0: you if you put Rachel's haircut on, a, the a, a real worn piece of leather. That's yeah. what Ivan Vanko.
1: Like is. a nice old pair of boots. Uh,
0: what did you think of uh, Ivan Vanko? Of, of <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's a hard introduction. You just it, it, the movie just is look at this Russian man in this like dingy pri- prison. It's not even a prison. It's like a, it's just a shitty it's like a
1: shack. I don't shack. even know. Yeah. yeah. I think the funniest thing about this movie and the, and Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk is that, all these men have like a baseline level knowledge of engineering or or organic chemistry and physics. And here I am in like my apartment, like wondering how to like fix this plug. Whereas these people are like taking wires and like, I don't know, you know, random, you know, metal samples they found outside and are creating like nuclear reactors. And I'm like, that's kind of, I don't know, the level of back pocket physics knowledge that you'd need, that's pretty dope.
0: They really Uh, have started, MCU really starts you off kind of hard with, by having Tony Stark and Bruce Banner be the first two people because they are yeah. like the they're the mega geniuses of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Don't worry, we'll get some real fucking dumbasses <laughs> that we can relate to. Good. Down the oh bottom. yeah.
1: So so I don't want to jump the gun here, but oh, ScarJo sure. is in this movie.
0: ScarJo is in this movie. Uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, drops in as uh, as Natalie, the assistant to Pepper Potts. Right. Uh, and it is then later revealed that she is an agent of Shield and Natasha Romanoff, aka the Black Widow. Uh, right, very famous av- Avenger and uh, uh, Marvel Comics character.
1: Well, so the segue that I'm using here is not that sure. ScarJo is a dum dum, like you were saying, <laughs> but like all the all the people in this movie. I mean, save for this Mickey Rourke are really, really attractive. And I'm wondering, yes. you know, where where are the normal-looking superheroes coming in? Like, give me a Rachel Dratch superhero or something. <laughs> this is, like, this really is not normal.
0: Good. You need to not anticipate that. Everyone okay. in all these movies is like an A-list celebrity who's gorgeous. Okay, um, great. Okay.
1: Noted. Noted. We got, okay. you
0: know, and that's how you know that Mickey Rourke is the villain because he's an ugly person. He's
1: an <laughs> uggo. Okay. They cool, really cool. do a
0: great job of distinguishing that. Okay, so um, here's the so we're so yeah. we're
1: at this we're at this like Oracle World's Fair esque yeah. like Apple keynote thing. And uh Sam Rockwell is coming out on stage as what's his name, Hammer?
0: Justin Hammer, Justin yes. Is, Hammer Justin us, Hammer giving us like
1: yeah. giving us like Tony Robbins motivational speaker vibes. <laughs> but for weapons.
0: For uh, weapons, yeah. And if it I is, were it,
1: watching this with my father, he would just talk about how reminiscent this is of the nineteen sixty three World's Fair like consistently
0: yeah I mean that's the that's <laughs> that's that's obviously what they're referencing here what they're going for uh, obviously like a modern okay. a modern version of that I
1: guess yes um, yes okay
0: I want to talk about uh, this was uh, the, the Wikipedia that I'm reading for uh, is pretty vague in the plotting where okay. in the past ones we've been able to kind of Chug through, but uh, they don't specifically mention this. But the scene in which uh, the government, there's a government meeting where they're trying to obtain the Iron Man technology, and uh, Justin Hammer is also in there. And then we get uh, what I think is a very funny little meta line when Don Cheadle arrives in the MCU as 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 um, Terrence Howard's character from the last movie. Uh, where he shows up and he literally has a line I'm here it's happening let's deal with it and move on that's his first <laughs> line in the series it's just like all right Terrence Howard is gone he wanted uh, Robert Downey Jr. level money we weren't gonna pay a uh, sidekick Robert Downey Jr. level money so now he doesn't get to be in these movies anymore. Josh Cheadle was nice really
1: good you. in this I really liked Josh Cheadle yeah. in this I thought he was pretty I thought he was very watchable I I was excited when he was in the scene, I'll say that.
0: Yes, I was, I I prefer him to Terrence Howard for sure. Um, But there's that scene where he's uh, with the senator Mm -hmm. uh, who is like a dickhead. What's that actor's name? Do you know that actor's name?
1: Oh, I was going to look this up. Um, Because isn't he like a comedian maybe?
0: He's yeah. He's done comedy. It's weird. It's really weird that the only thing that I for sure can say I know him from is he voices the turtle in Over the Hedge.
1: Oh, Gary Shandling.
0: Gary Shandling. Yes. Oh my yes. God. How yeah. how how could I? What a what a what a mean thing for me to see <laughs> Gary Shandling, world renowned oh, American yeah. comedian, and be like, yeah, he was the turtle in Over the Hedge.
1: Yeah. Um, over the head
0: but gary shandling is trying to get the iron man technology and we get the little iron man uh, i hacked into your systems and i'm now showing that no one can make uh the suits that i've made
1: okay uh, i need to talk about i need to talk about something yeah, please how on a scale of one to ten how many times have you hacked someone's mainframe
0: Zero, I would say it's <laughs> between zero and one, but I can't say for sure.
1: There just seems to be a lot of mainframe hacking in these movies yep. and a lot what of movies.
0: Help? Well, from the Hollywood, baby, it's it's real. I'm in, you know.
1: I don't even. Yeah, oh, I'm in. Tony I'm Stark
0: in. holds up a fucking iPhone and just like flicks his wrist a couple times, and he's just like, "Okay, yeah, I am. Uh, I have access to the U.S. government's. Uh,
1: oh yeah, and I straight up made a new element. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So we'll I'm just
0: get like, I'm unfamiliar
1: with hacking mainframes. <laughs>
0: All right, let's let's uh, let's move forward a little bit. Uh, later Stark learns that the palladium core in the arc reactor that keeps him alive and powers the armor is slowly poisoning him and he cannot find a substitute. This is actually great. This is a good callback to episode one where in our segment, is this medically possible? I asked, is it bad, is it specifically bad to have like a magnet, uh, electromagnet inside your body? Would that, wouldn't that kill you? And I'd forgotten that the plot of this movie is yes. Yes, it will. And it's, (laughs) and it's going to.
1: Somebody get this man an MD because he (laughs) knew it was poisonous before I did.
0: I figured it out. I did it. (laughs) Uh, Growing increasingly reckless and despondent about his impending death and choosing not to tell anyone about his condition. Stark appoints his personal assistant Pepper Potts as CEO of Stark Industries and hires Stark employee Natalie Rushman to replace her as his personal assistant. so that's Natasha Romanoff. That is Scar- Scarlett Johansson, and it is it is a little jarring when she walks into the scene with the craziest curly red hair. That oh, yeah. I, does not make a reappearance. I don't believe it. It, it doesn't. It's not going to look this crazy again in future movies.
1: And then she um, totally just schools John Favreau in the oh, in the yeah. boxing ring.
0: Yeah, has a yeah. John Favreau, I'm he gets a slightly bigger role each movie. Yeah. Like he has a little bit more to do, which I think is great and good for him. Yeah. This is the this is the last movie that he directs in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but he continues acting as Happy Hogan. What a name. Isn't that a I great that. comic book name? Happy yeah, Hogan. It's like-
1: Hey there, brother. This is, your, this is your friend, Happy Hogan. That's oh, me doing my Hulk Hogan hi, expression. Hey,
0: it's me, Happy Hogan. <laughs> that was your Hulk Hogan impression, you said?
1: Hey there, brother. This is your friend, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, that is the my... That, inc-
0: the, ladies and gentlemen, the incredible Hulk <laughs> Hogan. Um,
1: it's a work in progress. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so he's he's dying. It seems he's dying. Uh, He is getting reckless. uh, So he goes and competes in the Monaco Historic Grand Prix.
1: As you do. As one does.
0: Yeah, as one does. Whenever, if I were dying, okay, this is a good philosophical question for us. Okay. You've got, let's say, hypothetically, you've got a piece of palladium that is keeping you alive, but also slowly poisoning you from the inside. Uh Uh-huh. You have billions of dollars. Uh
1: Uh-huh
0: you're you're gonna hop in an f1 car (laughs) and you're gonna race in a race that you have no qualifications to race in correct
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: I think that's the move that's the move uh so at the race he is attacked in the middle by uh Ivan Vanko who is wielding electrified whips uh he is the villain whiplash that is his, that is his name. That's that is his, his comic book name. His comic book name is Whiplash. So he's. That's,
1: that's a pretty dope name.
0: Pretty dope name. He's actually very interesting. They, they, he's kind of a mixture of two comic book characters in this movie. He's, he's, uh, he is uh, Whiplash, but he's also uh, sort of the Crimson Dynamo, which was ah. a very like Soviet era, like, oh, the Russians are bad comic. Uh, comic book villain in the uh, so it's kind of loosely based on both of those. Not so much loosely based on Whiplash. He has whips and he lashes them. Uh, but yeah, Did you he you ever attacks... watch uh,
1: the seminal Nickelodeon classic, uh *Fairly Odd Parents*? Yeah,
0: abs- absolutely. I
1: watched this. A...
0: My name's Tim. Timmy Journal Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got you, got you. Automatic.
1: So what you fail to realize is that I am trying to link the crimson chin. <laughs> to uh Ivan Vanko here. Ivanko here. Ivanko. Ivan Ivanko.
0: Ivan Ivanko Trump. Uh Ivan, Ivanko. This is Ivanka. This is
1: Yeah, this is the ugly this daughter is a, this, that Trump doesn't like looks, to talk about.
0: He kind of looks like Trump. Mickey Rourke's got a Trump, like I think has face shape is just like Trump. He's got that think, weird, like where it's a U that's kind of flat on the top.
1: Yeah, I think they probably have the same plastic surgeon
0: without a doubt. And one yeah. of them, and one of them failed pretty miserably. And, it, yeah. and it's sad sad to say it was Mickey Rourke's. It was Yeah,
1: yeah. Same spray tan guy too.
0: Trump looks hotter than Mickey Rourke. Take the sound bite, <laughs> put it on all your things. I said it, I believe it. I would fuck Donald Trump before I
1: would fuck. Mickey. Oh my word. I don't yeah. know if I agree with you on that one. <laughs> I think I, I think would it, rather I think there's a
0: morality there's a morality clause there somewhere that would probably play in, but also I
1: I, I would not fuck Mickey Rourke and uh, neither Donald Trump, but I would have my way with Rachel haircut, Ivan <laughs> <Bunk>.
0: <laughs> Yeah, not Mickey Rourke, but my, Mickey Rourke dressed as this. I want him to call me his Bort. Yeah. Wait, what does bort. bort mean? It's bird. It's his oh, bird. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, you keep oh. He okay. I, I won my Bort. Give me your Bort. I want my Bort. I need my Bort. Um, also,
1: I I love a good villain with a little like sidekick animal, Dr. Evil and Mr. Yeah. Billsworth. Key, <laughs> key
0: once
1: to my again, enjoyment of a film.
0: Once again, you've named the comedy version <laughs> parody of the James Bond, like the James Bond <laughs> villain had the cat and you're like, oh. no, Dr. Evil, that's the person that we <laughs> that's need. That's the associated.
1: original Og, I got it. Got
0: it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dr. Evil's the OG. He's he's superseded to become the OG. Um we've talked about Austin Powers on this podcast before. We're <laughs> Should we just do an Austin Powers podcast? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Austin it Powers be... is one of those movies where like, so I have two older brothers and my parents yeah. were just like done with babysitters when I was growing up. So I got to see some pretty like PG-13 and R-rated movies when I was like maybe 4 cuz my my parents didn't want to uh Yeah. What Didn't want to get a babysitter. And Austin sure. Powers definitely was one of those movies, at least the second two. And also, Not Another Teen Movie is on that oh, list of okay. movies I shouldn't have seen in theaters, yeah, n- as well no. as, as uh, Gangs of New York. So that's what I have to say about.
0: So your seminal films growing <laughs> up were the second and third Austin Powers movie. <laughs> Gangs of New York and not another teen movie. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, a lot of my humor is based off of Daniel Day Lewis's character in that movie.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Uh we're gonna see the lead actor of Not Another Teen movie is Captain America. Oh so, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we'll get That's we'll get a little bit of in, your of also your in life. the Marvel universe. Yeah, not another teen movie is a movie in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Captain America played went and played a character in a movie. Um, <laughs> it's an
1: origin story.
0: Yes. Uh, so, Vanko attacks Stark in the middle of the race. Stark dons his armor and defeats Vanko, but the suit is severely damaged. Um, solid action scene, I think. A little... Yeah, um, I,
1: I will say yeah, for as a much as... Uh, as much as Ivan wants to really just friggin' destroy Tony Stark, he really takes a sweet-ass time. Yeah, I,
0: I yeah. mean, I, that's every villain. That's every vi- yeah. villain's got. Ego, every villain's got. But I feel like he, I don't know, he seemed pretty hell-bent on it and was just, like, doing all the whip moves and being yeah. like, Let me, I'm gonna break your car to scare you. <laughs> I'll yes. break the car around you. You have whips that seemingly are tearing through metal. You yeah. could kill way quicker, way easier.
1: The whips were cool. I thought the whips, whips were,
0: cool. were cool. Yeah. When he's doing the like, like
1: yeah, yeah, on his yeah. way. That was also, like,
0: you're taking your sweet time. Like, why are you flourishing your whips? It's right it's like, it's a, like
1: a ribbon, a ribbon ceremony from your high it's school. Just, at the football game.
0: It's just like a ribbon ceremony. Yes. It's, I would like to see, I want to see behind the scenes. I'm going to look this up later. I want to see like him training with whips without the CGI. Cause there's for oh. sure footage of him like, learning how to handle whips that are attached to your arms. And it definitely looks like a floor routine. And I need to look that up and I hope he still has the Rachel haircut. The dreads Rachel haircut.
1: (laughs) Yes. There's a lot of uh, CGI in this movie, mainly like, so they're taking a page out of the Sopranos book when Livia dies by just like pasting the face of someone on top of the body. And it just doesn't really work for me. And it like is very strange looking.
0: I'm going to say uh, I'm so, so sorry, but that's something you're going to have to get used to for literally all of these movies. Okay. Um, this was, I did read about this before. Uh, this movie, in the first Iron Man, they did a, a lot of uh, practical mix with CGI effects. Like they actually built the Iron Man suits and like and then like did effects on top of that. In this film, they were just in those gray costumes with the dots on them. And, yeah. And... It's 2000 this was this movie come out 2010 or 2011 something like that yeah 2010 uh, some aspects don't look great.
1: Where don't were you in your great. life in, t- in 2010?
0: I this came out I would assume summer 2010. I had just graduated high school uh, yeah I had just, okay. I gra- I was uh, I graduated high school in
1: 2010. okay
0: so that's where I was at.
1: Did you see this movie in theaters?
0: No, I did not. I okay. was like not really in, invested or interested in these until like Captain America and then the Avengers movie. I saw Thor, Thor was the first one of these that I saw in theaters. Okay, uh, okay. And then I saw all the other ones on like FX on in some random afternoon. Um,
1: yeah, I like to think about where I was when all of these came out. Like 2008, first Iron Man, I was graduating uh, eighth grade and had a uh, very- very minor slash major uh, baby pinky amputation. That was that summer. So I'm like, okay. Oh, that I was when you got in.
0: the the pinky chop.
1: You yeah, the pinky chop, the chopperino. And then the chopperino. this summer to, for, for, for listeners
0: for listeners who aren't aware of Maisie, she's got a she's got a chopperino.
1: I've got uh, <laughs> this is a medical term a chopperino on the on my distal phalange. Uh, uh so 2010 summer of 2010. I think that was I just finished up my sophomore year of high school. Oh, yeah. this was like a big summer of love for me and all my friends. This was this is the first summer that all of us had boyfriends. So now, Aww. okay, now this is my context for this. Okay.
0: Perfect. So the summer of boyfriends, uh, <laughs> this movie came out in the summer of boyfriends, for those of you <laughs> keeping tabs. Ch-
1: Chopperinos and boyfriends.
0: Chopperinos and boyfriends. 2010, <laughs> baby. Come on. <laughs>
1: Okay, and, I was graduating,
0: and I was graduating high school and I was going to college being like, I'm definitely going to graduate college. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> you got to look uh, back and laugh sometimes.
0: Vanco explains that his intention was to prove to the world that Iron Man is not invincible. Uh, he, this is also where he reveals to Stark that his father, uh, that, uh, that he worked with his father on the arc reactor, uh, that his father, Howard Stark, was not the single solitary inventor of this thing that uh, there was another man. Um, Impressed by Vanko's performance, Stark's rival, Justin Hammer, fakes Vanko's death while breaking him out of prison and asks him to build a line of armored suits to upstage Stark. Uh, Discussed. How's this this for for a turn? Obviously, Justin Hammer, not a great guy. Uh, hard not to like him because he's played by Sam Rockwell. But I
1: love Sam Rockwell.
0: Love Sam Rockwell. There's we know this. In, the scene in this movie, which I, and I've seen like a little uh, a little side like interview thing with with Sam Rockwell about this movie, where there's the scene where he's just presenting weapons
1: oh yeah the ex-wife and like yeah. this is this is my Rachmaninoff 3 or something yeah
0: he like it where he just gets to kind of and he was like I had to do a lot of memorizing of numbers and letters and because <laughs> he didn't know shit about weapons but he sold it I, I think he oh, just yeah. does this one scene where I'm like he's charm, he's that charming evil and I think he charming did a great evil. job with that uh but also that kind of exasperated like when he's talking with Vanko and he's like, well, what what the hell, man? You're supposed to be helping me out.
1: Yeah, I got, so when, so the, so the Mickey Rourke and Hammer dynamic is very funny to Team me up, because, because yeah. I feel as though, okay, so they're both evil in this, right? But, but Hammer like is very clearly just a bumbling has almost has no idea what he's talking about with respect to being an evil person like yeah, yeah he knows about weapons but he doesn't he's know a
0: bumbling capitalist he's he's like iron man in the first movie before anything happens to him like he's just but he wants to be he's like a wannabe yeah tony stark that's really he, all he is
1: and then i just like feel like he kind of he gives me these like stepmom vibes to yonko because <laughs> he's like i'm taking away your privileges and you're gonna make me this thing or you can't go to the prom He just like takes away all of his stuff because he's like, make me this thing. So yeah, that's what I got from that.
0: I mean, we're good. We're we're happy that Justin doesn't succeed. Uh, We're happy that Vanko tricks him. Yeah I don't know I think he I think he, he he's an effortlessly likable actor and in this movie he does a good job of being someone that I'm like oh good fuck this guy yeah I'm glad that yeah. he isn't isn't getting what he wants and um, I just
1: eat it up when he's on stage though oh my oh, god yeah. when oh like, when he's dancing, dancing. what he, yeah.
0: because he can dance like that's his thing and it is he was just like well I gotta put some of my little uh a little spin on things. Oh my footwork, god!
1: Yeah. I was just—I like, i ate it up, and you I like—I just... <laughs> didn't want to bring up Sam Rockwell until this far into the podcast because I knew that I was going to have this reaction.
0: Because he's great. He's really he's great. great.
1: Yeah, he's great. National Who love Sam
0: Rockwell? National, National treasure.
1: Okay. This is this is the new. This is a new topic. This is a new segment on our podcast. National treasure of the movie of the week. Sam Rockwell.
0: Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Who is the best? That's what we'll do. We'll do that. Who is the best and yeah. we'll call it national treasure and I'll do a Nicholas Cage impression as like Perfect. a soundbite intro. Cool. So wait a minute. Uh, I'm going to drop that right now. God, national treasure. Uh. Okay. So it was, Sam, it was Sam Rockwell is the person, <laughs> right?
1: It's Sam Rockwell. Yeah. It's
0: Sam Rockwell. All right. Uh, during what Tony believes to be his final birthday party, Stark gets drunk while wearing the Iron Man suit. Disgusted, Stark's best friend, <laughs> U.S. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodes, dons Stark's prototype armor and tries to restrain him. The fight ends in a stalemate and Rhodes confiscates the armor to the U.S. Air Force. So this scene, uh,
1: We've all Tony's, been to a frat party where this has happened. Sure,
0: where yeah. everyone's cheering on the incredibly dangerous drunk person doing something. Um,
1: for me, for me, it was jumping into a pool from a roof.
0: Yeah, and you made it, and Tony's alive, so everything's fine. Uh, yeah. Everyone should do this. This is what we're talking about. A little comics background to the scene. Um, a particular frustration with Iron Man comic book fans about the MCU is that it is a Disney franchise. So after, I think, I think the first Avengers movie is the first one where Disney owns it, but uh, they refused to do one of the most popular Iron Man's comic storylines, which is called Demon in a Bottle. And Ooh. it's about Tony Stark's raging alcoholism. Ah. Uh, it is a, It's a really great comic series. And people were like, we would love to see this adapted to show mm-hmm. like Tony's darker side. Mm-hmm. And Disney was like, no, this is for children and we're not going to show the hero drunk. So this is the best we get. This is the best you're gonna get out of the franchise for a Death in the Bottle adaptation. And what we get is one scene where he's just goofy drunk at a party and then he's like, oops, I'm sorry.
1: So things just kind of uh, even out here with a little bit more of a PG vibe.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And, and you'll, you'll get that. That'll happen with a lot of uh, these characters. Sometimes these characters are adapted and they do have more adult themes in the comics, but they're just not going to do that because we got to sell toys to kids, baby. Um, Demon. I'm not necessarily demon in a bottle. Yeah.
1: That's my favorite Christina Aguilera song.
0: (laughs) I'm just a demon in a bottle. Gotta
1: rub me the right way.
0: uh so those are i i as i'm reading through this i'm realizing there really aren't a ton of action scenes in
1: not a lot in
0: this movie like it is an action movie it's but it's mostly not like there's the racetrack there's them fighting at the party which is what two minutes long and then there's the big final action sequence which again i also didn't even think was that long but um yeah, reading through this, it's a lot of talking. A lot of, <laughs> a lot
1: of talking. And there's a lot also videos. We've got Larry Ellison in there, but we've also got a nice young Elon Musk in there talking about oh, this yeah. idea for an electric jet, which I had to pause yep. and laugh at.
0: Yep. We did get a, a, an unfortunate Elon Musk cameo. Yes. Um, and he was
1: exactly like what he was like on SNL
0: and exactly what he was like in 2010 before everyone fucking hated him. Yeah. Um, So back then it was just like, oh, that's that rich eccentric CEO. And now it's like, oh, fuck that rich eccentric CEO. (laughs) Uh, Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, Samuel L. Jackson approaches Stark revealing that Rushman, uh, Natalie Rushman, is agent Natasha Romanoff, and that Howard Stark was a S.H.I.E.L.D. founder whom Nick Fury knew personally. Fury explains that Vanko's father and Stark invented the arc reactor together, but when Anton tried to sell it, Stark had him deported, and the Soviets sent Anton to the gulag. Uh, Fury gives Stark some of his father's old material. He also do, they do a thing where they like inject him with, a, oh, yeah. with something that just kind of makes Lithium him Lithium
1: oxide? Yeah. yeah.
0: You know what? Now is the perfect time uh, <laughs> for us to do our recurring segment uh, on this podcast, is this medically possible? No. So, okay, cool. <laughs> That's a quick one. So Tony Stark is dying of palladium poisoning. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit about, do you have any knowledge on that? On, yeah, or palladium. or yeah.
1: Palladium is like a transition metal, and it's—I've mm-hmm. honestly only ever heard of it used in like electrolysis reactions. And I have a periodic table right here. Uh, you have a periodic.
0: T- you're holding it, it, for the listeners. Maisie is holding a periodic table uh, and looking at it, <laughs> uh, referring to it. I will say, does that periodic table have the new element? That okay. Tony Stark just fucking makes Do in we this movie? do we need to talk about this? I I do feel I, like I need, need to talk, talk about, about this. this. Okay, yeah, so please, first of all,
1: please. Palladium is uh number 46 on the uh periodic table, it's a transition element. It's right before silver, right after rhodium. Rhodie. I don't James know. Games roadie. Ooh. So so this idea of like making <laughs> new elements is like kind it's it really does it doesn't land on both feet. It's it's like, you can maybe make one if you have like enough of like, a. a, this is the idea of like nuclear fission, a fusion, I mean, Uh, Mm. and and even if you did make a new element, it would like the radioactivity of these elements that are like later on in the periodic table is just like they could exist for like a millisecond and you can call it something. So it's like that not medically. possible.
0: Tony is just and, and again, with the radiation thing, Tony is just like, sleeveless shirt in a lab firing lasers at at yeah. shit and it's like yeah. how, okay I understand that he's already dying but he would be dead you yeah. have an Iron Man suit put that on while you're making it yeah I always thought that that was the funny part of when he's like doing work in the lab and he's like lifting something and I'm like yes. Brooks, put, put on a suit put on a suit oh, why, are you, also- why are you struggling to lift shit
1: we also get um, a little uh, Easter egg for the Captain America shield. Yeah,
0: Captain America's shield was one of the things in Howard Stark's uh, little box. Uh, little little box of tricks. Um,
1: oh, and doesn't Captain America like exist in like a few years before this? Like uh, a few decades before?
0: Seventy years before. Yes. Okay. Uh, He is. He is. Uh, and we'll touch on that in the movie. He. You'll see how he kind of goes from there to here uh, when that happens. But. Yeah, the uh, Tony discovers a hidden message in a diorama of the nineteen seventy four Stark Expo. We get a little little daddy issues scene where he's watching old film, and uh, his dad, played by um, dude from Mad Men. Oh yeah, what's his name? What's that? What's that man's name? Oh come on,
1: John Slattery.
0: John Slattery. Yeah, Slattery. appearing is 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 Tony Stark's dad in this movie Sterling. In, in films. Uh, Roger yeah, Sterling. Roger Sterling uh, and he has like a little scene where he is like a bad father like like Yeah. One yeah. of the reels is him like being like Tony. Tony get, get the, the hell fuck out, out of here. here. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. So a little like and yeah. it immediately cuts to a scene of him being like tony you don't understand this and you never will while i'm alive <laughs> yeah like, no, the you're dichotomy a bad, you're a bad dad
1: <laughs> you're a bad father and you can't make up for it with this 30 second snippet at the end of the reel on a VHS. You're going to be
0: better than all of us. And you're going to make an element right at the last second that's going to make you more powerful Iron Man than ever has been a powerful Iron Man. I'm John Slattery. Now get the
1: hell out of here. Drinking
0: whiskey. Come on, Don Draper. Let's go fuck some women. Blah.
1: Okay, this feels like a good time to bring in my favorite segment call The Ending, where sure. I... Uh, I pause the movie halfway through and, uh, predict what the ending is. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm very proud of my prediction.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and it is this, uh, Mickey Rourke and hammer versus the iron man. And in the very last moment, Rhodey comes to save the day with a whole fleet of American made Navy or the American Navy made iron man suits.
0: Okay that was not wrong it's not, not what not happened right. but yeah but, but not, not but not wrong not right not wrong not right good job we'll yes. say we'll give that not a 6.5 6. out of 10 on in okay. term, on the on the predictor scale
1: we're getting there baby we're getting yeah. there i'm an a plus student already but i need an a plus in marvel comic cinema marvel, <laughs> marvel,
0: marvel comics
1: marvel comics
0: uh, yeah, so Tony discovers a hidden message that proves to be a diagram of the atomic structure of a new element. Which also, that's a dick move by his dad to, like, hide it. Like, just tell it. Just, like, write a note and give it to him. Why is he, like, you'll have to find the clue in my diorama that was yeah. being thrown out. That was, like, yeah. about to be thrown away. Uh, yeah. It proves that's to be a diagram... Fun atomic structure of a new element with the aid of his A.I. Jarvis uh, who's voiced by Paul Bettany.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that! I love Paul Bettany! Oh, oh, also, favorite role Paul Bettany's ever been in was that weird guy in the Da Vinci Code. Great role.
0: Oh yeah, where he was the albino man who was chasing people. Yes, he was,
1: and he whipped himself, so we got mm -hmm. whips there, we got whips here, we got whips everywhere.
0: (laughs) We're really tying it all together. (laughs) uh I think it's <laughs> yeah it's a it's a Starbuses, fun little robot role
1: Jarvis's origin story
0: he gets a much bigger role moving on uh, no spoilers but uh paul bettany is saying the last you hear of him um stark synthesizes the new element when he learns that Vanko is still alive he places the new element in his arc reactor and ends his palladium dependency we have that very i thought it was a funny scene where he puts it in and he's just like F- like powering up as a man <laughs> and he's yeah. just like oh oh holy fuck oh just like coconut, Taste yeah. Like coconut
1: and metals. Just, yeah that was good uh,
0: and it also uh, was very yeah.
1: reminiscent of a lot of mcat physics practice problems that i've had not the tony stark part not the coconut <laughs> part but you know just like uh electrons laser beams getting energy <laughs> you know you gotta Wavelengths is a particle, particle, wavelength, tendencies, however you want to think about it.
0: So yeah, mini mini version of is this medically possible. If I were to energize my heart body machine, (laughs) would it taste like coconuts?
1: I'm going to go ahead and say yeah, because I have no idea.
0: I like that. You know what? And I like that. And also, we should note that between last episode and this episode... You Maisie Lod, uh have become what? I'm gonna
1: fill it in for you. Please I, do. I I, I, I kind of hope that none of my professors are listening because I don't <laughs> want them to take this away from me. But I do have my <laughs> masters of science.
0: Masters of science. That's a yeah. Thank so you. Now, Thank you. So now, uh, any comments that we may get about the validity of your scientific accuracy because we will get them people are out tell
1: it to the judge pal tell it to
0: the judge who signed off on my master's degree it's on uh, congrat- my degree uh congratulations by the way thank you uh, very very cool um at the current expo uh justin hammer unveils Vanko's armed drones so we did get a couple scenes where he was like i want you to make iron man suits because i'm trying to be better than iron man and i needed Fulfill a government ch- contract. I am the capitalist villain. Um, and Vanco makes drones instead. And he's like, drones are better. Drones, so you're like, drones. this guy is not listening. This guy just wants his bird.
1: He's I not following my, corporate orders.
0: I want, I want my bird. I and he's want got this bird. bird. He's got this bird. And I'm a big fan of the cockatoo. It's a good and he's and he's like petting it. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh,
1: Nice little uh, emotional comic relief right there with the bird.
0: But he unveils Venko's armored drones led by Rhodes in a heavily weaponized version of the prototype armor, aka comic book character War Machine. Uh, So that is the Iron Man that James Rhodey flies in. It's called War Machine. It's way more decked out with Straight up, bazookas, bullet, bullet and guns, and bazookas, guns and, and and the and ex-wife, <laughs> and the ex-wife. Do you want to bazookas. say uh, this movie less sexist than the first yes. Iron Man, but
1: still, still kind of sexist,
0: still sexist? Yeah, so I
1: mean, as long as there's a scene with Scar jo changing into her into her superpower man superhero. Uniform in the back of a car with John Favreau saying something snarky.
0: Yeah, I'm still is saying this. John Favreau this- looking in the mirror, like, mm, got it. Eyes on the road, pal! Oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Um, this is a, something that I wanted to bring up uh, that I'll read about it during promotion for Black Widow, the movie Black Widow, which came out uh, this year. So she premiered in the MCU in 2010. Did not get her own movie for 11 years. Uh, but she's
1: been in some of them, right?
0: She's in a lot of them. Yeah, you will okay. see her throughout these movies. Um, okay. But she finally got her own uh, solo movie in 2021. But during promotion for Black Widow, Johansson mentioned that she felt that there had been a, quote, hypersexualization of her mm. character in Iron Man 2, specifically referring to dialogue that described her as, quote, a piece of something like a possession thinking maybe at the time that actually felt like a compliment she was grateful to have been a part of the film while also uh, evolving along with the character to present a more quote positive message as in the black widow solo film cool. uh so yeah uh Scar-Jo agrees that this <laughs> is kind of sexist and she's and honestly i was going into it being like i remember her being it's being super sexist there's only like one or two Moments of just like, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that piece sweet ass. ass on piece of ass on that. She does get her own scene in the end where she proves her capability outside of uh, her having an ass, but yes. um, which is fun. That, I thought that was a fun scene where Fabro's fighting the one guy and she's just yeah. flip kicking everybody, landing, uh, yeah, landing, little... it, it, pose landing. <laughs>
1: She, she looked great in that. She freaking beat people up. It did feel very rehearsed, though. It felt like oh. they were just like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there there wasn't a, a naturalism to it. That You'll find that in most of her fight scenes. It's a whole lot of like, I get my legs up on your neck, and then I
1: turn this use the way. momentum.
0: I twist my body, and that yeah. flips you over and knocks you the fuck out. Um, also, I have electricity wrists that, can, yes. that I can shoot things at you. Uh, so Stark arrives to warn Rhodes, uh, but Vanko takes remote control of all the drones and Rhodey's armor. James Rhodes? It's Rhode, but it's Rhodey. He goes by Rhodey. It's James Rhodes. It's hard because is... I'm like reading R-H-O-D-E-S, and I, I, I want to say Rhodey's, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not Rhodey's, it's Rhodes. Uh, and Rhode's armor and attacks Stark. Hammer soon gets arrested for breaking Vanko in a prison while Romanoff and Stark's body, Happy Hogan, go after Vanko at Hammer's factory. Vanko escapes, but Romanoff returns control of Rhodes' armor to him. And then we get the big drone fight in the Stark Expo where. It's like two minutes long. It's really not a long scene. It's kinda like, oh, this is horrible. The drones are attacking people and then within five minutes, it's like, We did it, we beat them, it's over. Justin in Hammer's mem- arrested.
1: In my memory bank, this is like the in like the Epcot room of like maybe Japanese maples or like Japanese cherry trees, they're in this like big beautiful room and then there's this straight showdown. Yeah. Um. But this scene has everything. It's it's got remote control access. It's got back mm-hmm. in mainframes. We're getting locked out of mainframes, left and right. Yep. We've got a uh. We've got a little um. Product placement for Crocs. Did you catch that?
0: I didn't catch the Crocs. Where's the Where's the Crocs?
1: It was uh. So so Rhodes and Iron Man are like flying away from the dome, and Iron Man says something dumb like keep. Get your get your swim trunks and your Crocs because it's about to get wet in here or something like that. I was like, there's a straight up a Crocs promo.
0: <laughs> we need that Crocs promo. It was very relevant in 2010. Everyone was talking about Crocs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Together, Stark and Rhodes defeat Vanko and his drones. Vanko commits suicide by blowing up his suit along with the defeated drones. Uh, and then Tony Stark also gets to save pepper pots and then they kiss they kiss they kiss the man gets the woman even though for the whole movie he was a dick to the woman
1: <laughs> and like rody's just straight up on the roof there and has some funny quips too he's
0: just like hey 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 come on get a room is that a way come on i'm rody hey i'm Rhodey now. Like, what's
1: up he, I think he says get a roof i think he's like cuz they're on oh, the roof yeah. like that yeah that was
0: he'd said get a roof classic yeah yeah. wow we love to see it
1: oh yeah and so she was like the ceo for seven days
0: she's still the ceo she's uh she remains the ceo after this but but there was we did get a fun little scene and this was very 2010 where uh where bill o'reilly was uh, complaining about her on tv and it was like did he agree to do that because he knows he's seen as like the sexist asshole who's going to criticize a female CEO? Like what? what was what the fuck was that yeah (laughs) i seeing that i was like
1: whoa and then i had to remember what year the uh the trump election was and i was like oh no that doesn't happen for another six years six years
0: yeah so we were we were well before uh this was this was in the beautiful time of uh glenn beck uh and bill o'reilly instead of sean hannity and tucker carlson
1: yeah i don't know where rush limbaugh comes in but
0: oh he's been he's been there
1: done that
0: Rest rest in patheticness. Got him.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. At a debriefing, uh, Nick Fury informs Tony Stark that because of his difficult personality, S.H.I.E.L.D. intends to use him only as a consultant on the aforementioned Avengers initiative. Uh, so this film ends... This film takes place simultaneously with the Incredible Hulk, and Thor, which we'll see next, um, uh, where the end of this movie, he's like, you're going to be a consultant, you're going to recruit people, and then he goes out, and that's when we get the scene in Hulk, where he uh, talks to
1: right man okay. in a
0: bar about getting Hulk in the biz. Uh, this is but- also where
1: Nick Fury does his uh, seminal monologue about walking through the Valley of the Shepherd yes of, uh, pulp fiction
0: yes exactly uh, and as i said previously and i cannot wait for the time to come there is a direct pulp fiction reference uh, in a future film wait uh stark and rhodes receive medals for their heroism from uh gary shandling the senator who hates them <laughs> uh, he gets a little line about stark stark being a little prick and then boom, movie over. In a post-credits scene, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Phil Colson reports the discovery of a large hammer at the bottom of a crater in a desert in New Mexico, teasing the aforementioned upcoming Thor movie, which is, uh, is the next one on the docket, but.
1: I don't know anything about Thor. I know nothing about Thor. I know that it's, it's Miley Cyrus's ex-boyfriend maybe.
0: No, uh, Miley Cyrus's ex boyfriend's <laughs> no. brother. Miley okay. Cyrus's ex boyfriend's brother. Uh, okay. Is is in is is Chris Hemsworth? He is Thor.
1: And then is this the one where there's a, is the sword that you can't take out of the rock?
0: No, that's Excalibur. That is uh, that's like a knight, like a knight oh, thing. Yes. Like okay, that's English like the King Arthur Oxford thing. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has a hammer that only he can wield. Like no one else can pick up the hammer. Uh, the only you he are can worthy. wield.
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought that meant wield like like um like putting things in a fire and then like, like weld
0: like- <laughs> weld. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so he's only, not the he only he one who can, can wield. make the hammer,
0: and then he gives it away. That's Thor. That's the Thor okay. movie. Um, so he's but yeah so he's
1: is he um okay. So you ever play Super Smash Brothers? Yeah. Is that the same character that like when he smashes everything, everything like stops? Is that a thing that I'm making up in my mind?
0: No, I don't think you are, but I don't know what you're referring to. Uh, But I can tell tell you wholeheartedly that Thor is not in the (laughs) Super Smash Brothers games. Okay. I can absolutely confirm (laughs) that. There is a hammer, there is like a hammer weapon item in Super Smash Brothers that makes you go and you smack the shit out of people.
1: That's what I'm thinking of.
0: Same idea, same idea, but Thor.
1: I was never allowed to play Super Smash Brothers because we only had two controllers. So I did a lot of watching of that game.
0: So you've, and you've, and Lord knows you've retained so much information (laughs) that you you were like, is Thor's from Super Smash Brothers, right? That was his origin?
1: that or King Arthur's Flower. I mean, that's the really, that's that Excalibur. I I got mixed up with those. I'll be real with you. King
0: Arthur's Flower. This is great. (laughs) this is a great podcast um final thoughts on Iron Man 2 I mean it was pretty transitional it does feel like a uh there isn't much going on in this movie that you need to like remember for future yeah. movies like they do not mention Ivan Bonco ever again uh you get to meet Scarlett Johansson and and uh and Samuel L. Jackson a little bit uh, Clark Clark, Gregg's Phil Coulson is kind of a fan favorite. He okay. got a little bit more in this one. Um, but yeah, this really was just like a f- okay-ish movie. I don't know. It didn't yeah, really do it for me.
1: As As far as sequels go, I thought I was like entertained while watching it, but it did certainly serve as like kind of an exposition springboard, like details for the future. And yeah. if it just needed to be that, I'll give it a pass for that. But otherwise I enjoyed it more than uh the hulk but i think it's still with respect to like kind of that charming intrigue of iron man one i think it's probably behind iron man one but i still like that they weren't as misogynistic and uh i mean it's still not perfect but we're getting there with this one we're getting there
0: it's still 2010 you know only 11 years ago when the world was horrible and sexist and now it's perfect now nothing's bad yeah
1: there's nothing wrong. There's
0: nothing wrong. You met a female character, and don't worry, it's only fifteen more movies until one of them gets their own movie.
1: Wait, doesn't Brie Larson get her own movie at some yep,
0: point? Yep, in in like fifteen or oh or oh 20 oh okay movies. okay
1: yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> and Doctor Strange
1: Love, my Doctor Strange Love.
0: We should honestly, we should for this podcast when it comes time to watch Doctor Strange, we should just watch Doctor Strangelove and do <laughs> just
1: talk about that, just
0: talk about that because that's a that that's
1: oh, a better, i I better watched movie. the wrong one by accident.
0: Oops, uh oh, so we're gonna talk about <laughs> <laughs> Peter Sellers and how he's a great He got a great, okay. um, yeah, so that's Iron Man 2. Next week, we're gonna tackle. Thor, we're going to really go out out there, get a bit more cosmic. Uh, we're leaving, we're not leaving Earth. We'll come to Earth. But um, Thor does take place in the realm of Asgard. So we will kind of, this really is a blatant expansion cool. uh, of the universe. Um, so Thor uh, starring Chris Hemsworth, uh, uh, Natalie Portman,
1: Oh, Tom I didn't Hidd- know she was in this.
0: Natalie <gasps> wait, is Tom is Hiddleston
1: in is our Loki Tom guy, Tom Hiddleston. Right?
0: We're gonna meet. We're gonna meet Loki guy in the Loki. next movie. Okay, cool. And Anthony Hopkins. Uh, oh my God! Wait, yeah. Did yeah. he
1: play uh, Vanko's father? No,
0: or no, <laughs> no. Okay. no. Anthony Hopkins plays Odin, Thor's father in uh, in the next movie.
1: Odin. Okay. Odin.
0: Yeah, the All Father. Okay. This is based on Norse mythology. There's oh. a, this, yeah, so Asgard, Norse mythology has like Thor and Odin and Loki uh, okay. as the gods. Okay. Um, so Marvel Comics definitely yanked it from fully from that. Uh, but okay. it's a good, it's, it's solid. I, I think it's pretty good. I haven't seen it a long, long time. So I'm excited to rewatch Thor. Thor is directed by Kenneth Branagh no way uh, yeah uh oh. gilderoy lockhart himself um
1: uh, that's great that's so it news. was it
0: is there this it, it is a little bit more i don't want to say it because it's not really it's still a fucking comic book movie but it, they they're definitely going for something a bit more shakespearean a bit I, more familial drama while also there's a man with a hammer that can hit beam monsters and frost giants really great. hard with his hammer um
1: in terms of shakespearean things i think that kenneth branagh as hamlet is worth the watch
0: yeah (laughs) branagh definitely is he knows his shakespeare um
1: his Shakespeare.
0: his shakespeare um iron man was a was a huge uh critical and commercial success uh the budget uh, which meant the budget for iron man 2 balloons that went way up so the budget for iron man 2 was 170 to 200 million dollars
1: oh my god uh
0: because they did do so much there were so many cgi shots in this they straight up they did not build those drones they did not build those they just had computer technology doing on that so uh oh gosh 200 million dollars however well they recoup that well it made 623.9 oh, million dollars at word. the box office uh yeah it uh I don't know if it broke it I need I need to start looking up if it broke records because this is this really is like a um a thing where we're with each successive big movie it's just like and they chattered the box office record for the opening <laughs> weekend uh We'll probably talk more about that when Avengers comes out because the first Avengers movie is the first one that really started the takeover.
1: That's you the know. one that really broke the
0: box office. It's the one that broke it wide right open, and <laughs> and some argue ruined movies,
1: ruined Hollywood,
0: Marvel Comics, uh, cool. Um, so that'll do it we'll see you next week for thor Maisie, any final iron man arc reactor uh element creation i want my birth thoughts
1: my ears did perk up at the at the sign at the uh at the science stuff so -hmm. that was fun i'm excited to uh take a peek into the thor world but i'm also pumped that there's a third iron man coming down the pipeline in a little bit down the pipeline yeah. yeah
0: Uh, so great! We will see you next week for Thor, where uh, the segment "Is this medically possible?" will be impossible <laughs> to do. Uh, thank you all for listening. Remember to like and subscribe. I think that's a thing that I, that I need to start People doing do at that? the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah, no calls to action. Like like it, subscribe it if you like it. Talk about us on social media um,
1: and watch along with us. Catch up. Watch along, watch with, along with us. With us.
0: They're all available on Disney Plus, except for The Incredible Hulk, which you do not have to watch because it's a piece of shit movie.
1: Yeah, for that one, you can just listen to us talk shit
0: about it. Beautiful. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves follow the podcast on instagram at Marvelous Miss Pod, and if you like it remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts you can also follow Maisie on instagram at o underscore my underscore laud 624 and tim on instagram twitter and tiktok at haha ha thanks for listening we'll see you next week